Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. So, Reed, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you know, we were talking just a minute ago about being two, two white guys uh, with pretty pale skin. Um, I'm a redhead and it, it looks like you got a little bit of red in your beard. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that that means is we are not friends with the sun. Uh, no, sir. have you gotten any really bad sunburns in your life or recently? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, this, this, uh, this quarantine time has, has been tough for me because, um, I can't say I've been the most productive in a sense where I've been outside a lot. And so, I think my body's been getting accustomed to this inside lighting. And so on Friday, I went out to play some golf. And normally when I play golf, I come home and there's no problem. Normally I work outside and my whole arms, they were red to the point where, I don't know if you've gotten sunburned so bad, where, where you press your finger on it and then everything turns like, everything just like turns white, you know, where it's like you press it and then it looks like, you know, it looks like your skin just died right there. And so, unfortunately that happened to me. Um, so, and also too, a little disclaimer too, because you, you, you guessed correctly, um, before when I used to have hair, uh, when I was cool back, back in the days, I used to have longer hair. I don't know, I don't know how old, um, or if anybody knows the show, but do you remember the show Ned's Declassified? Yes, dude, I love Ned's Declassified. I used to, I used to be called Coconut Head because my, my head was, I used to have that dark red hair and I used to have that bowl cut of a haircut. So I don't know if you remember, but Coconut Head was my guy. So if anybody asks, like, hey, have you, do you have red hair or whatever? Ask that question. I always refer to Coconut Head if people know him. That, that's my guy. Oh, that's awesome. What a deep reference, man. Yeah. I love, I need to find a way to watch Nez Declassified. Because since I started working with middle schoolers, it comes up a lot. Yeah. That show was prophetic, just with what I- it knew about middle school. I thought it was one of the best like shows for like for like for like our time. I love that show. I would I would watch that thing all the time. I, that was one of my favorites. It's fantastic. I loved um, the music teacher who was bald, but like you know how some people who are like bald on top do the comb over. Yeah. He did like his full beard was just like wrapped around his. Face. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That show was so goofy. That show was so goofy, but it was so good. Oh man, just so classic. It, yeah, that that brings me back to some good childhood memories. Um, well, you you got any good sunburn stories? Yeah, man, I've got a I've got a major one. Happened my sophomore year of high school, the summer after it. It was the day before our Mexico mission trip. And I was down at the wharf 
in Monterey playing bocce balls and going to the beach with some friends. Wearing flip-flops, didn't think about it, and my feet, the tops of my feet, just got roasted. <laughs> like they were, they were redder than my hair. And I remember going to, we had Wednesday night church that night and people were like, man, your feet look a little sunburned. Are you going to be okay? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't feel anything. Then the next day it was just rough. And they went through this process throughout the week in Mexico where they were like red to deep red and sort of turning like purple shedding. Um, It was just rough. Another old school show. Did you ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? Um, I've, I've seen it. I wouldn't know it. I wouldn't know it very well. Like if you made references, I wouldn't know it very well, but I know I've, I've seen it. There, there's an episode where the older brother at the very start of the episode, he's like outside sunbathing and he takes a nap and wakes up just roasted sunburn. And he spends the entire episode, he starts to like peel it off at his feet. Oh. But then he realizes like, it's all coming off in one big chunk. And so he tries to just like molt himself and create oh. like a snake type thing. That's what I was like in Mexico. My feet were just molting. Like I was applying aloe to them and it was rough, man. It was, it was nasty for sure. People don't know our pain, Andy. It's real. If you've never been sunburned like reader I have, then Lord bless you. Like those of us who can sympathize, it's, it's rough. And, you know, with that read talking about sunburns and childhood shows, uh, I'd love to just ask you a couple questions about your life, your faith, and just be able to hear some of your testimony, some of your story of how you came to know the Lord and just what he's been doing in your life. Does that sound good? I would love it. Awesome. Well, man, maybe you can start by sharing just what was, uh, what was it like for you growing up? You know, just real simple. We don't need some uh, hundred page long Lord of the Rings backstory. Uh, but maybe sure, what was it like growing up? And especially what was your thoughts around God and the gospel and Christianity as you were growing up? Yeah, great question, Andy. And I think you, I think you, first off, I think you pinned me down pretty well. As you know, I can, I can sometimes ramble on. So I'll do my best to, to keep it concise, but I grew up um, in, I grew up going to Lutheran church. Um, and so I really grew up in, you know, my knowledge and everything is, is was very like basic in a sense. Um, a lot of our church, like for my family, church was you go on Thanksgiving, you go on Christmas and you go on Easter. That was kind of our time to go to church. And, um, and so knowing who God was and knowing who Jesus was really wasn't in I, w- I think the way it kind of comes to mind was in the cards for me. Like I just, that wasn't something I pursued as a kid. You know, I, I knew that was, that was when we go to church and we, you know, we'd be thankful for that, but you know, really having like a relationship with God and truly understanding who he was and who Jesus was and what he did for us really never was something that I, you know, really pursued or really went after. So uh, my faith growing up um, was very, I'd probably say minimal. It was minimal to none. Um, just kind of going just to go and just to go with the family. So um, it wasn't much. I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, kind of get to know who Jesus was till my, um, my friend Austin kind of introduced me to truly who Jesus was and what he did for us in college. That's kind of where 
I started to understand the Bible a little bit more. And so you mentioned um, growing up going to a Lutheran church only a couple times a year. Um, maybe some of our students who are listening to the podcast might not be familiar with different church denominations or really things that are different from maybe Calvary's one of the only churches they've been to. Uh, so I'm not asking for like a, a big pros and con list of how a Lutheran church compares, but just what was your experience like there? You know, did you enjoy church? Did you see it as um, a blessing when you got to go or was it kind of just this uh, kind of bummer holiday tradition that you just had to do? Yeah, I always thought in I always thought it was kind of a bummer kind of I always thought it was a bummer growing up. I never really wanted to go. There was never really anything that pursued me to go. Um the Lutheran Church and I don't know a lot of the the background of the Lutheran Church. So I'm not going to say much just because I don't know a lot. I have what I think it is, but I think it could be definitely be wrong. And so I don't want to say anything that is is wrong cuz I've been known to do that. But um it's uh it was it felt like to me where it was like you know you go you sing and you worship and you do that and then um a lot of the teachings from from what i remember from what i recall and it, it wasn't a lot it was i felt like they were never really gospel centered and i could be wrong on that you know it was just like from what i remember it's like if i were to go and like i were to listen it was more storytelling than it was like truly understanding what the gospel is all about and um you know, what I love about Calvary compared to the church that I went to is, you know, Calvary's thing is Jesus famous, right? That's their whole point is to make Jesus famous when, you know, maybe the other churches, it was just kind of go and listen for 20 minutes to a message. And then you kind of just, you know, you learn maybe a little bit more about, you know, Joshua, you know, and, and you know, or something like that, you know, where it was just, it was just a little bit different. And so um, I remember it wasn't like, hey, we're going to go through the book of Mark. It was like, Hey, you know, this week I feel like we're going to talk about, you know, uh, sacrifices. So we're going to go to Leviticus in the Old Testament, or, you know, something like that, where it just, it just kind of seemed maybe more cookie cutter. But I, like I said, my knowledge is very minimal when I remember church. So that's just what I, what I can kind of put together, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. It, it sounds kind of similar to, to my uh, backstory of church growing up. Sounds like, you know, maybe you were hearing the gospel, but even if you were, it kind of just got lost in the shuffle, either with being bored or not really paying attention or uh, just like what Nate shared a few weeks ago about the crows just snatching up the seed before anything can yeah. really grow. But you mentioned in college, you had a friend who really started introducing you to the gospel. Yeah, his name was Austin. Um, really good friend of mine. Um, I'd probably say probably probably my best friend. Um, we met freshman year. I went to school at Nebraska, um, and he was he was a believer. He was somebody you know he really diligent and just studying the word. You know, he was a disciple. He that's what it, that's what he's wanted to do, and that's what he's been doing. And so um, he like you know got to know him just freshman year. Just hung out a few times a little bit, and then. He invited me to a Bible study and I was like, mm, you know, I don't really want to go to that. And then, um, and then my sophomore year, he invited me, it was called the big event, um, which is like where like five schools, uh, five colleges in the area kind of get together and they do kind of this big event where it's just like a weekend of just worship and just studying the Lord. And like men go, you know, in one area and they, they stay together and they kind of do like a little retreat. And then, 
you know, they, everything kind of splits off. And then um, at the end, you kind of come together in groups and you go to like these people's houses and you eat dinner with like Christians. They have you over and they eat and just a really cool experience. And I'll never forget Austin. He was like, Hey man, he's like, he's like, so what did you think? Like, what have you thought so far? I'm like, Oh, this is great. He's like, he's like, do you think you're going to go to heaven? Like he just kind of straight up asked me that question. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to heaven. You know, I'm a good person. You know, I do good things. And he's like, no, like, he's like, he's like, actually like you wouldn't go to heaven. You know, he's like, you wouldn't go to heaven if you think that. And I was like, hmm, why? You know, and I kind of felt like my pride was kind of shot at right there. And, and then he told me, he's like, well, the only way you can like be in, like be in God's um, possession is possessions are where they come into mind, but being God's presence maybe is where I was going at, which is heaven. Like you have to put your faith in Christ. Like Christ is the only way that you can come to know God and be in communion with him and be with him. And, and he was like, well, like, what do you think about that? And I'm like, Hmm, I don't really know. And he's like, well, like, he's like, do you want to like become like a believer? Like, do you want to like put your faith in Christ? And I was like, no, not really. And I kind of just, I kind of just pushed it off that time. And um, I'll never forget about it. The story kind of always vividly comes to my mind. And um, so anyways, the years progressed and, um, I actually got to room with Austin my senior year of college, which I had never roomed with him before, always lived in close proximity, but finally got to live with him. And then that's when he started to bring me to church every Sunday. And so I really got to hear, I'll never forget, um, really good church in, um, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and they were going through Second um, Samuel. So they're going through the story of David. And so um, just got to hear that, just sit and just listen and kind of just listen to that and then kind of have these conversations with Austin. And that's when I bought my, my Bible uh, when I was with Austin. And so that's when I feel like the Lord was starting to kind of like reach out and I was starting to kind of grab hold of some of the things that he was trying to teach me in that time. And so very grateful that the Lord used Austin to just bring me closer to him, but just so grateful for that time. I always say if I, if I could go back, I would live with Austin all four years. So I feel like I just missed out so much in that time. And so um, something that's hard for me to look back at, but, um, yeah, that's kind of, I guess that ends my college days with Austin is, is kind of that time. So, uh, just a great way to end it just with a, a brother who is just trying to grow, just grow someone else. Yeah. It sounds like he was a, a really faithful friend and just a faithful witness for Christ. Um, kind of recapping what you said, seems like you, you know, had that time where gradually you were maybe gaining interest in the church, gaining uh, an open ear to hearing about Christ, to hearing the word, but hadn't yet placed your faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that came for you after college? That did. That came for me after college. So it actually came for me out here um, in Monterey, which was, which is awesome. So uh, then what happened was I moved out here. I'll, I'll do my best to keep this on the short end, but I moved out here and what I actually did was, I didn't really know of any churches to go to right away. Never really talked to anybody about it. So I would just watch the online service of the church that I went to in Lincoln. So I did that until I came across um, at my work. I worked at Spyglass. I was an intern. Um, Nick Mussolino, um, who's one of my good uh, good friends, and I know Andy, you know him. And then um, Chris Musson, he may know him. He, he went to Calvary. He was in our life group, our men's group a little bit and they both worked at spyglass and they're like oh we you know we go to church you know we go to calvary you know and i was like great like i'll start going and so i went to calvary and then when i started to go to calvary is when i really feel like the lord like was like speaking to me and like there's a part in 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 a psalm where it said that the the lord's hand was heavy on me i think it's a it's a psalm by david um i think that's more in a sense of like 
he felt like the God's presence. I think it was more in a different way, but I definitely felt like, like the Lord's hand was on me in a sense where I started opening up the Bible and I just started reading and I just started reading Romans and I kind of just went off on my own and started doing it and came across Romans chapter five, verse three, which is like pain leads to suffering, suffering and perseverance, perseverance to character and character to hope. You should never be ashamed of the hope. I know um, Josh brought that up in his last message last week. That was one of his, um, that was one of his verses. Um, but I remember this verse just speaking to me. I was in a lot of pain. Just um, I had some struggles that I was going through and um, some issues that were, that really felt like they were binding me at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was uh, where I felt like a lot of, um, more, it was more condemnation than conviction where I was like, okay, this is something that is truly, truly wrong. And I don't know what's going on. Um, and last, it was, you know, in the fall of 20, I don't know, I can't even remember. It was when I started first going to Calvary, I really felt like the Lord was calling me to him for that forgiveness. Where I was like, I can't find forgiveness anywhere on this earth, but the Lord is calling me for, to his, for his forgiveness. And so Pastor Matt actually gave a really good message on December 31st. I'll never forget. It was New Year's Eve. Nobody, it was the evening service. I think there, I think there was like seven people in the crowd. And I, was, and I was one of the seven people. And he spoke on Matthew um, chapter 6, do not worry, right? He kind of went through, I think it was um, towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and I'll never forget that message. And then from there, the Lord just just was on my heart just to seek his forgiveness to understand that, you know what, I've done so many bad things on this earth, but there, but there's Christ for forgiveness, there's Christ for freedom. And I think that was truly what was being spoken to me at that point. And mm-hmm. so I went to an intro to Calvary night on Tuesday, and Matt Kaler was the only one there. And I was like, Matt, I was like, I was like, what do I do? Like, I want to give my life to the Lord. And he just sat and he prayed with me. And so, and then Matt's been discipling me ever since. So I feel like the Lord was just on my heart, just in that, in that time, just like, Hey, you know what? Here's truly what forgiveness is. And that all that forgiveness is, is in Christ. Mm. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing, there's nothing that Reed can do. I was always a people pleaser. I still am. That's still something I struggle with, but there's nothing that Reed, a people pleaser, there's no good that I can do that can earn any, any of me into heaven. So um, just the beauty of Christ, I felt like was just shown on me just through his forgiveness and in what I was going through and especially with my past too. And so um, just a really like fruitful time. And um, people say, you know, Christianity, I think there's maybe a, 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 you know, some people may think, you know, being a Christian is an easier life. It's, and truly it's not. You understand how broken you truly are, you know, being a Christian, yeah. which I think is the, the beauty behind it is a humility that goes, that's all God wants. He just wants your humility um, and just seeking him. He just wants your heart. And um, so I just think I recognize that beauty there all from the Lord. He just showed me that. So um, I hope that kind of makes sense, but um, definitely just a beautiful time um, for me that I'm very, very grateful for and one that I'm not deserving of. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really sounds like the Lord just peppered the right people and the right circumstances into your life over those years. Yeah. We're here in that side of the story when you gave your life to the Lord at a staff meeting later that week and pretty sure they had canceled the intro to Calvary. Yeah. Um, but Matt, you know, Matt's one of those guys who he always is thinking through like the, well, what about that one person? And so he was like, what if one person just didn't hear about it? Like, I should be there to let them know like that it canceled. And that one person happened to be you. Um, yeah. And so it's getting turned away. It, it turned into, you know, a life-changing and eternity-changing conversation. 
man, what a, what a cool story. And so Reed, maybe we could wrap up the podcast now with, uh, just hearing a little bit about what, what has the Lord been doing in your life since that date? Uh, I know, you know, one major thing that the Lord has done in your life since then, and I think she's probably in the other room uh, doing something. Uh, so, yeah, let's hear what has what these past, uh, I guess, two years or so been like since the Lord grabbed hold of your life? Mm, yeah, no, that's a great question, Andy. And uh, I'll do my best to keep it on the shorter end. There's definitely a, a lot. Um, but um, one, like you said, uh, Meg has just been definitely, um, truly a blessing in my life. And I know blessing is sometimes a word that is overused, but I think in this situation it's not. I'm truly thankful for the wife that she is, the companion that she is, and the heart that she has for the Lord. Um, Every day, you know, not every day, but most days, you know, we can sit and we talk about maybe what we've been reading and stuff. And even today, it was fun when we were just walking down. I just asked her, hey, you know, how how was reading today? And she's going through the book of Acts right now and just, just that, that fruitfulness that the Lord has just been growing her in just with this idea of discipleship behind her and what Paul's been doing, you know, in Acts. And, and right now he was, he was in Ephesus. And so she was just going through, you know, Paul's depiction of, of Ephesus and everything that's going on. And just, so one, on one side, I'm just so thankful that the Lord has just blessed me with her having, having somebody like her who is just um, seeking after the Lord and just wanting to know his heart more. And, um, there's, I could probably go on, on many, uh, many strands right now. I'm, I'm reading through the Old Testament right now. I'm in Deuteronomy. Um, and so I think something that I've struggled with is um, I'm definitely a very prideful person. Um, and I feel like when I seek the Lord and when I look for the Lord, it's a lot of, I'm asking for forgiveness in wanting my own ways. And right now during COVID-19, it's been a really enlightening time understanding, okay, what does the Lord have planned for me? Right? So work's been an idol for me. There's been many other things that's just been idols for me where I may put them above my time with God. And the reason I say it is like, I don't even go to, I can't go to church on Sundays. You know, I, I don't, you know, sometimes like, you know, I, I want to go to maybe summer camp or winter camp, but sometimes I don't even approach my boss about it because I know that he's already going to say no. Right. So it's like, I'm not truly trusting in who God is and his intentions and plans for me. And Right now, reading the Old Testament is really interesting right now, just seeing the Israelites and sometimes their unfaithfulness to God and his response to that. Um, and right now, I just, I read even today, I'm just going to go real quick, but um, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, it's this, uh, Moses talks about the circumcision of the heart, right? And so his whole point is what God wants is he wants humility before you go to him, right? That's, that's, that's what he wants. He wants, he wants a circumcision of the heart. He wants you to love him before you go to him. And so, um, I think that's where I've definitely struggled in my faith. Sometimes um, I can get so strong headed and just knowing scripture and having knowledge, but not having that wisdom, right. Which is that ability to act it out. And so I feel like right now is a good time for me to just sit back and take in what the Lord has, but also when things go back to maybe where I can go to work or do different things, I got to learn how to be a disciple to those who do not know Jesus. And I think that's the most important thing that, that I've just learned is, this life, it's not about me. It's about God's will and what he wants for me. And that takes humility. Um, and so it's understanding that in, in wanting to preach the gospel and wanting people to know who Christ is so they can have this freedom that the Lord has given me, you know, this, this two years ago. And so um, not saying that everything's perfect being a Christian, but you know that when this time is done, you're going to be in that promised land. You're going to be in heaven with Christ. And that's perfection right there. And so um, 
we all know there's hard things that, that, that go on in this earth and we all have our struggles, but there's, there's beauty at the end of the road and that's, that's, that's perfection. And so, um, anyways, I, I kind of, kind of went off on the tangent. So I'm sorry, Andy, I, I don't know if, if that was good or not, but the Lord's just been speaking, I think definitely just discipling right now, discipling, growing and discipling. We know Paul took three years. We know Jesus took time before, you know, he came, he brought his ministry out. Um, so I think right now it's just the time just to sit back and listen to hear what the Lord has for me. Really just want that. And then when the time comes, just go out and like Jesus said, make disciples of all nations. So um, I think that's something that's just been on my heart. Definitely something that I've lacked, um, which is a prideful thing in, in the, in previous years. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like, sounds like you're seeing the Lord just at work in your life in all different ways. Um, you know, through your circumstances, through scripture, through your wife, through COVID-19, just the Lord is doing a great work in you, Reed. And so, man, thank you so much for jumping on and uh, doing this interview. I know you're going to bless uh, the tens of millions of people listening to this podcast at home today. Uh, thank you very much for being on. And for those of you listening, hope you're all having a great day. Today is Tuesday. Uh, and so tonight we've got our teachings uploaded. We've got small groups. So jump on there, check those out. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you all tonight on Marco Polo. See you later. See ya. Thanks, Andy. Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise. We don't bite.